It wasn't a bad day you know. It was better than yesterday, and that kind of reminds me. You know, he pointed down to her. Those bits. Ah yes, perhaps if we had more time yesterday, but we're here in the now. You know. And our stop is just ahead. Do you want to take a seat? Q paused and thought for a second. The mist was certainly coming up around him and the cufflinks were a sort of see-through now, with the water vapor, and he thought to himself. Well, now is the time, he raised his arm and tapped his two fingers across both anode and dryodes of the cufflinks and there was an incredible and warble just around them, like an egg. The light hitting them was fizzing around like little swimmy things, and the water vapor was just dots, completely solid and not moving a speck. Arya did look surprised and looked at his jacket cuff and up at his grinning smile. The light from her warbled a bit too and they just stood there for a second, watching all of everything pass through them, as they became non-entities and the separation of light from matters and facts of spatial reasoning, said Q in his dim slated voice. And they carried forward. I see, was Arya's gentle response and she took his hand and they continued walking forward towards a pier on the ocean. They don't as they passed some non-passerbys, who didn't look up nor at all, and their speech was not an echo in thought as it was normally, and they could justly hear them and know they were not heard. They didn't see the click, or thought it was a mirage. And now we're here. Light, aren't they? He jiggled his cufflinks at the non-weight and continued walking and smiling about it. The light powers these things and the water is static and so is our material, and so. And so. Arya motioned up to the stars and they both looked up. And we are light too, I can feel it. It felt as if they had no weight, and indeed felt as if they could walk forever on these two feet and never need a rest or a place to stop. That was right. With only light and non-matter, it didn't matter, he said to himself. And the light was just that part of the wording that helped it make sense and the egg was. Well that was just a little joke and in fact the forum again, and they talked about the joke. Of course we did she joke later in the conversation, and also of course referring to the punchline. And we always will. And will they ever, and so they carried on a bit about it, and talked about the marriage of these technologies and of course what they were really good for, which again by design was the design of life, and life itself was. Well. They both nodded on in times like this when even things became a bit heady and they had done their jobs to get this here and that there, and the magnificence was. Oh. Well it was and. Q took out a second pen from his pocket. I got you a gift, of course. And they go together. Oh. This one's is a different color. I see. I like it. Metallic. Would be good for some drawing, you know. If we can get our hands on Miranda's notebook. You know the one I mean. He did. What did she call it? Spatial case book she did. We should call her tomorrow. Or is she already on? Is that you? A gentle ping came from her watch. Yes it's me and me, you know the footage is done. Developed and such for the film. You didn't tell her about. Did you? Of course not. Theaters took me up on the prints and the showings will be on and on about midnight the EGS will be lit up and we'll be on time. That is to be seen she grinned. Well quite. It should have quite an effect. The one you're looking for, I hope. With the right audience. Was his responsive response and they carried on a bit about it, 
and imagined for a bit what the new beginning would be like, and hoped they'd make it on time, and they joked some more about that. Well. And just at that moment, an asteroid came about the horizon and blitzed them all around, as the ocean burst up into a wash and stuck to the bubble they were now pausing and positively amazed and... Amazingly. It just stood there, and the matter passed through them, and it was as if they'd seen a million years of star experience in that instance and they were now quite definitely above ground, as the crater was now beneath them and water began to flow into it and yet they hovered. Oh side effect, said Q. And he stepped up a bit. And Arya smiled. And they began walking on the water pinholes and they were prickly but easy to balance on. And the mist was still around. And as they walked onto it and walked up the sky opened up and it began to rain, each time dropping pins around them and each time they walk up and up and up. And completely stable, and in the rain they walked up towards a cloud and it began to murble an electrical murble and they paused and thought about it. And it thought about them. And they could hear a slight whisper. And they hadn't heard that kind of voice before. And it was the water. And the water was just gently carrying on a conversation with itself about its direction and about the presence of presence to be delivered on so and so, and it was in plain language, as they now heard it at its pause, and the light continued to swim around like water, and the water, inside still spun a bit to orient, and they looked closer, and closer at the individual droplets of water on their bite the blade. And Q brought up Arya's hand where she held the pen, and clicked the light onto the water. And... Tiny people gasped Arya like a bit of a shock she might have gotten from that pen or something. And yes. Dozens of highly recognizable people were chattering away, and away they were, miles and miles in fact. And that's the direction they faced. Towards themselves, if they needed the water, and away and about in fact if they were chattering with other water warble bits about their bits and just what to do with themselves. And I'd stand tonight, you know. If the easterly is going to kick off, and that bit of muck on aisle 5 has got to get a clearing, and a salty one they joked with each other. Some of the water just stood around and seemed confused about the light. And they looked at Arya and Q standing there watching them. Oh said one bit of water. So you found us out, eh? You're not going to tell anybody about us, are you? I mean with this thing and all. We haven't seen this thing turned on in. Well a couple of years and it was pretty fine back then. We'd love to stay and chatter about it, but our fellas have to get on with several light years worth of time and materials which you lot think is just a freak asteroid and a simple storm, eh? I bet that's what you think. Like the cloud didn't see that thing years ago and we haven't been chattering about it up until this point. I mean, a notion's worth of. What do you keep calling it? Van der Waal. Oh that's right. Well it's us. Hello. The water droplet chirped at Q. Yes I'm this bit of electron here, and that's my mate and we're headed in that direction for the big one, you know. If we can swing it? Q clicked off the pen. He knew. Well we'd better get to the show, and the show must go on, he stated to Arya and they began walking a bit towards the theater. I'd like a bit more of that, she said to him, and they were grasping each other's hands now. I mean you couldn't ask him a bit more about the weather, eh? Well they've got their lot and we've got ours tonight. And I'm sure we'll all be alright if the lights don't go out? She shuddered. Oh yes. Well the generator is handy but we weren't planning for a long outage. 
We'd have to move the show if it goes out and long. But we'll see. Dot. They just hit the theater at 11, and front row Miranda was there with her notebook as Arya sat on one side and Q on the other, with some goobers for the show he'd picked up in the front. Dot. Lights dimmed except the beams coming from the rear towards the screen, and Miranda took out her notebook expectantly. She motioned the pen for Maria, who gave it to her and she began to draw. Dot. The film was an art film. Well. The three knew it wasn't a film at all, but a continuous loop of two and a half feet of cellulose with our little friends running around in the light, charging and orienting to the eyeballs on them in the audience. And the audience was amused. At very first by the geometric primitive shapes in 2D, then 3D, then color, and as the color was painted onto the 3D objects they began to spin and form more complex shapes, and color themselves and the lines from the shapes would become evident and the lines would change color, as gradients, and move into as other lines, also in 3D and starting making real pictures that one could readily see as animals and people and plants and small critters and then created was a backdrop which moved independently. Although some of the material critters or EGS would switch between front and background as needed, and instantly adjust its coloring to match the presentation which was the orientation of the rest of them, and us. The pictures began to tell a story, a story about the audience, about how they had traveled there, their day, perhaps the day before, and what was on their mind. Quite the little mind readers, aren't they? He turned and smiled past Miranda and onto Aria as Miranda began to draw in her notebook. And the pictures were then very much about the present. About this moment. And in fact began to draw the audience as seated. And it was very much like a mirror. Except the patterns were evident which thoughts were coming off which people in the audience. And Miranda was at the center. And more centrally centered, the pen, metallic, in which she continued to draw into the notebook and the paper glimmered and she was drawing primitive shapes like triangles and circles and the pen was a thick metallic and all sorts of language flowed inside the metal as a communication of what she was drawing, thinking, and the light coming off the screen and its messaging. The screen now began, as if again, stopping abruptly and showing a countdown as a film starting might do. And it was a bit now into the future. Kind of like Christmas past in fact and began showing the storm outside and all the materials it had come to know about with contact with water and explained in pictures what the water wanted and why they were water in the first place, and to expound on it would just make literal sense, because they were in this place and the people and events were so specific to those moments, and ever-changing, that it was simply understood, and if you were watching it, you altered it and understood it as it altered you, and so forth and all the time and Miranda drew a square into her notebook and scribbled into it a little poem, and the metallic seemed to like the poem and hurried around it, and the light from the theater shone on it a bit more, until the lights went out, and the film stopped, and the place was completely out now, sans the final metallic glow on the paper as they rushed to orient onto the poem, and the dimness became static. Olness and soft peat. For wit to eat. Ponder stitch. Neat said Q. And Miranda and Aria just paused a bit. We've got the program. For now Miranda gave the pen to Aria and closed her notebook. These guys will stick tight, but we have a bit more for them to do at the next showing. What should we do until then? More of the same, I guess, guessed Q. 
right and tapped his cuffs again at the two women and they got up and walked with him, to his left and continued on, and Arya grappled at Miranda's rear and motioned them along. And as motion goes, it was a pretty good one, and they carried on and carried each other in light conversation as the tris met in a spatial hazy oil which they stepped into and around and their rearview mirrors were reveled in and beveled shades of hues and trickles of water popped in to say hello, and the sky's night was a deep blue and heady ideas of a continuation of their prior episodic adventure carried themselves into the night, and eventually into the padded bed they adored, and with each other took some bliss and a time and a half to say hello to to all their bits from forward and behind, and in and about, and onwards and upwards, etc. And they smiled and at a very early morning, or later later evening, Miranda opened up her notebook from the bedside above, and opened to the poem, and the light from her eyes reflected onto the page, and the poem winked back at her, and carried on with the paper for a second glimmer at Aria and the cue, and inside the poem, became a fractal of text at first mirroring the poem, and they simply spelling out a series of images and text. A language meant for her. It was her laundry list in fact, and she laughed. How did you know about my knickers? She laughed and slapped the notebook closed and wrapped it neatly with a red string and placed it by her side. Q looked up with one eye, then closed it and put his hand on her buttock. Aria curled inwards and spooned Miranda from the left and Miranda continued to smile at the thoughts going through Arya's and Q's minds. Geneva is always good a second time and she clacked the lights out and turned and they just spent some time with each other's juicier bits for a time, and time again as they do, and imagined and positions their bodies as it pleased them and each other, and the leisure of pleasure carried them in their evenings, like tonight, and with hope every night and the sparkier bits were sparked and the water bits washed over them, and it was time and again. They took pause, and drifted off to a warm sleep for the tryst of them to trust and read over the day on a new day like tomorrow was promising to be. Dot. The proceeding has been a mild delve into the adventuresome and others for the non-crudity of credulous credibilities in the ongoing saga of our friends and their living forms of grandulous grandurosity the EGS and pendas in mightier and might be later for our pals. In a later episode. And forthwith is the side of knackers on a side trolley up the west side of highways and means for all who now and in the future, tense as in to say it backwards from the future, or in facts and fiction. Full stop. For the now, Aqua Q. Eddie like the truck stop bottle dropped sunside in a weathered balloon shot up to the side of an aisle like those who follow down a highway towards the skyline oasis of puddles to smack her at. It was that kind of day again. And by day I mean the middle as is the maths of night and this is that and another for the quiet quite ledger of vertical drops for a robot to read to you and another and auto the all around roundness of all city the velo kind of cheese that boxes cook for the dips to chit away at and the meter sticks into it and makes a spicy splashed up bit of ooze to enjoy. For what else is there? Leisure is our pronoun tonight, and we name it thus so as to utilize the measure of bars and beats and treasure to bury for later as in the coin termed paper you neglected to write the evening before do drop sponders a muddy sandal toed continuation of a runner on sentences in a jail cellular conversation which a copywriter turned you on to, like a car keyed for digital entry in an age of golden ratio Fibonacci, the petal rose as grows on you, tattoo lady. 
What was her name again? Came a quiet whisper across the room where needles drew and women showed their buttocks to other women to tauntle for. If that were a word, and it may be just and those drawings, where did you get them from? They are from a notebook I've been meaning to keep yet keep losing, as in my mind. She flipped through the art book, look here's another. Do you think that would look good here? Your other buttock. Yes and slightly to the left this time, see if I raise like this, and I'm on my side. You know, well, for the... Shoot, I lost another one. That's the third needle this week. I've got to buy myself another set, but I've been using this one since the 80s. You know I draw on Mount Claire before her movie career. Remember she was all up into it and said it would never end. It was her buttock too, funny choice of wordings. She had me right up there. Up where? Asked the notebook women. Oh, I see. She looked at the pictures Ava was showing her now. In any event, yes she's beautiful, and I never saw the films. Stag were they? Kind of dark lines there, don't you think? And what's that? Just that. It's just a star with an arrow through it. Clever if you're into a Cupid's way out of town, as she was. Well she was my invention. She'd come in during the middle of the week and let me draw and pay me in tips from the movies and we'd have a chat about what was next and next too, and sometimes we'd go in the backhand, well she was she and I was me and it was good to see her from all sides. And so the women lit up, her cigarette, and flipped through the book that was being handed to her, as Ava drew more on her right buttock and began to hum. It was a tune, out of, and slight and they took their time away from each other and carried on in their minds. Mount Claire was flipping out, in the book in front of this young woman. Flip flip. And flipping. She's flipping people off there. And flipping over there. And over, and over there. And all over. What a spread. And what a book. She looked at the back cover. Nine and ninety-nine cents for this one. That's not bad for the eighties, I should get a bear. Like this? Ava turned her head up. Like you want that here? She motioned at one of the images from the book and pinched her patron's ass just a bit, and winked. Oh sure. I'd like a bit of Mount Claire, and some more about how she was. If that's part of the bargain it was. She looked at her arm a bit. Following the curves which had been drawn by her own hand in Starfire Times and Squared as in the city where she fled in a summer not far from the swelter that tripped it from her profession, which was high finance, so to speak and that comes with a smile, if you're interested, said the now positively gleaming young Ava, and she put her hand on the notebook and closed it. And closed doors, for an afternoon, the two enjoyed a bit of by Mount Claire, towards an in and around and about spiral and twists in the back and roomy sectional couched plotter which was the shop where pleases were aimed, like Cupid in the star. Dot. Oh carry on with it, then, I'll take more of that any day. Evening. Here's my number. The paper read with A+, as in from Europe, or thereabouts, in the 31 range, if that was accurate, and it was and she began window shopping herself, to understate an understanding. And she was eyed wide, with the rest of her, and shop she did. From the inside out. Slash slash. The cobble streets where shoemakers cobbled shoeries is our next road stop to a man who is also shopping in the lives of facts and measures to dress as successor to a planet. Just up the road, and to the left, and left to his own devices was he, 
outside in the rain where anything could unusually did, on his watch, happen. He looked at his watch, watched, and watched we was. He was followed eastwardly and down a bit until he was noticed and there was a bit of closure in and some cars began to pull around, and other men got out of cars and began to walk towards the man, all the while the man stopped, to gently see what was moving and in which direction, and to see who stopped and who was near. And the nearest to him pulled out a packet of papers, neatly tied as in a manila envelope, and tucked it under his arm. You'll want to come with me. Shall we take a walk? A bit of a pause, a slightly uneasy, our character, looked, and turned with the man to have a conversation, and they walked. You know, you left us up last winter, we have the pictures you know. It was a crazy run finding you. You're not so easy to spot when you're not making waves like Geneva, are you? Do they all make it out? Asked the man. Yes all but three, we have them. They're safe and within means and agreed to help us find you, if you can find them came the reply. Oh, I see, and that was what they told me this morning as well. I declined. Of course you did, that's why we're... I mean, I'm here. Yes the cars. Not so obvious that anybody would notice that down the corridor, eh? All shopping at Marks and Spencer again? I mean the budget reads like a show stocked by one and the only, what was her name again? Penelope. Yes she runs the numbers and thought we'd all get new coats if we found you. Clever, look this has enough pockets to line yours, and etc. Here. Take the envelope. I've got to get going and wanted to give you time to read and such. And the bridge is over there. I suggest you take a stroll and give it some thought. And if you don't jump over the side of that bridge, I'll take it as read that you're in and we can get on to business. Take it gently, Mr. Gent. Drab was his humor, read to the collage of photos from the spy X and tucked and bobbed away at the London fog he had worn himself. Page 11 is the one we want and he walked away. Dot. Leafing through this dossier was like a seeming seemingly of a party he was at just last year. All dead or alive, as per usual. He looked closely at one, ticked it out from between the pages, folded it into his pocket and tossed the rest over the side of that small bridge that was meant as a joke, but was perfect for recycling these matters, like water under a bridge, no less. He chortled gently and moved on forward and on to his next stop, with a telephone. Dot. The phone chimed dot dot for twelve and a half minutes. The operator was listening. You could hear her breathing. All right in there Mavis? Got enough toffees to last the conversation this was her exchange and she knew the party he was trying to reach. She out you know. Went down to the pub half past, you can still find her there she just rung up Pete and they're all on their way about to their next stop, if you can catch her. Thanks Mavis. You've saved my life on this one, and I'll send more toffees when I get out of the aisle. Click. Notebook under her arm. Man on the other, the young women walked out the pub and into a black cab. They rode into the city evening, with music from Bolero playing lightly on the stereophonic speaker dial-tuned radio program. And this is Radio 11, the driver turned down the volume. So it's West End again, eh? You client. All right is just up into that house, there. He pointed. And when you get it, you'll need this bottle of Dom and that's your entry into the back room, get it. And get it. We have 25 minutes and you should finish, 
or he'll finish you, and me. And I'll be round to pick you up, on time, right? Right, she got out with the bottle and walked up to the steps, stepped up and took her key out. She jiggled her bosom in the lock and fingers the bottle of champagne just gently enough to remind herself that this was her job of jobs tonight. And she looked good. She peeled up her dress and showed her garter to the driver, winked, and rode in on the bottle towards the rear of the flat, and her client's client client. Dot. James sat up from the comfort of his suede couch and couched his cigar between his lip and breathed out. He took the bottle from the young women, who he knew as Claudia. Would you like a glass oh it's chilled? But you're hot. Here. He poured two glasses, clicked them himself, and handed her one, which she held up, to the artwork on the eastern wall. It's nice she said, to the artwork reminiscent of Rampart. Or that other one. You know her accent was gently dumbed down for this one. She knew it was. And was. She stammered. Good one, she thought to herself. Yes, I forget myself with that one, which is why we're here, again, right? To forget ourselves and get ourselves, on, in fact. Or was there another matter you came about? I keep coming, back and forth, for you and the plug, you know the show? Got any interests this time I should know about? I mean last time was a surprise. And a good one. Yes interest, high-heeled interest like the bank rolled Royces of Pottery Barn Yard animal cookies glistened softly in a chewy ooze of sauntering sonder muck pie jubilee between cold winter sheets to the wind galloped velvet candy dapple smotter. What? She learned that from Q. She bonged him on the head and smiled, she took some rope out of pocket, motioned, and tied him up a bit, to her pleasure, and then took out a pair of handcuffs and fixed his shoes to the chair, picked up the remainder of the bottle of champagne, and poured it into his mouth as he smiled expectantly. The bottle was of course drugged, and his smile turned into a half grin as he began to look as if he was having a stroke. He seemed alright, just couldn't get on with moving any, and she pulled a bottle of pills from her purse and left it by his chair. Just enough for now, I've got to get on with getting off from here now. Let me just take a few notes and I'll be off she reached into his breast pocket and took his wallet, with some loose notes which seemed fresh and currenty. And a small pouch with a diamond, of sorts. This is a bit more my speed she eyed the lattice structure as it gleamed and pulsed a bit as she brought it close to some power in her purse, I won't be back again. But the gents will to finish up. Best of luck with them. Their light staff tonight, shouldn't hurt your feeling too badly. She picked up her dress, snapped her garter at him and clicked the door closed behind her as the car pulled around and she hopped into the back seat this time, with the very berry sort of a man she'd been looking for all evening. The map opened up between them as peaks and valleys in the legend too, golden and blissed right up for a tremor of a ride downtown, and around the bend, bent up slightly and to the left. Driven home for the nowity of sake, and shaken gently, as in gentlemen, and jacked slightly without a boozy under, but plucked and swirled, until they were fast asleep, and the sun horizon hit the other side of the planet again, for this another day in the continuation of continuity. The preceding episodic climatoidal fries modastical trollop portion of OEUS had been whizzed up the middle ground of wired magnetics for the very purposes of proposed time-space displacement and should be willed and rendered thusly on your papers and screened lightly, 
Photoshop just for Windows and the Mac Drug Stop great and graded for cheese on and a finish for your evening as well. This is Aka Q and we bid a fair fair and well, from this Radio 11C3W. Hello this is Serena, the other other voice of our very special mutiny radio featured our, Radio 11, with Aqua Q, broadcasting Mondays at 5pm Pacific, as in the pacified pacifier of the suck and unsuck for your listening leisure, and we're also here to say that the mutt is all of us needs mutiny radio entertainment, and thus in this we are, so please consider a donation we are mutiny radio on Venmo, and if you want to be extra special, write in Radio 11 in the ledger to let our director know what's special these mid-afternoons, and now straighten up, and listen side a ways away and means to lean forwards to the tune of mutinyradio.fm. Today on Radio 11 we heard the blockchains of love and concurrency, our characters paged, and heavy headstop featuring Miranda from the Trist it's near 6 o'clock and you can find us on aquaqlabs.com and as well Twitter and Facebook do enjoy your dew and sunshine this fine Monday and day and night for the now and again. Radio 11, this is AquaQ. Let's watch a full length movie on YouTube. this song. I'm Mike's friend. My turn-ons are satin sheets. I love to pee outdoors. Follow me on Twitter. Jokes to call. The French duh, not the duh duh. Let's watch a full-length movie on YouTube with Mike Spiegelman. Let's watch a full-length Welcome to L-W-A-F-L-M-O-Y-T. Why those magical 10 letters acronym stands for Let's Watch a Full-Length Movie on YouTube with Mike Spiegelman and Carl. Hi, Carl. Hi, Mike. Nine letters in La Waffle Mott. La Waffle Mott. <laughs> See, I, I always imagine like a Mont when I say yeah. it, so I, I always Mont. mispronounce it. Mm-hmm. But of course, it's La Waffle Mott. Right. Well, that is our acronym. We are a podcast, and if you want to subscribe on um, whatever you use podcasts, you have to use the acronym L-W-A-F-L-M-O-Y-T. But once you do that, you can subscribe. We stream first on mutinyradio.fm. It's a website. You click it. There's the stream. Uh, if you can pull it off, you can do it on your apps. Every Sunday, we are on 5 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, 2 p.m. Pacific California Time, and... Uh, what we do is we watch a full-length movie on YouTube with you. Let us watch a full-length movie on YouTube. Carl, what's the movie this week? We are watching Cannonball Run, 1981. Cannonball Run. Yeah, I know. Your favorite. Your favorite. Good luck. And we like the channel Movies After Midnight. It's movie with then a Z. Okay. After Midnight. It's All really easy. 
Listen, now that we solved this whole LWAFLMOIT, it's just capital M, lowercase O, capital V, lowercase I, lowercase E, capital Z, lowercase A, lowercase F, lowercase T, lowercase E, lowercase L, capital M, lowercase I, lowercase D, capital N, lowercase I, capital G, lowercase H, capital T. It's that simple. That is That's the channel it. we like. <laughs> and this has been on since August. Of 2020. Yeah, that's kind of recent. And look, 38,000 views with such yeah. a recent. Okay, so you cannonball is one word because you're not a dummy. You already knew that. And then run dash 1981. And then an irrelevant dash at the end. Put that in your search engine and you will find. It's cool, man. It's stylistic. You got the two hyphens on either end, man. Right. It looks like a cat. Whiskers. All right, so ladies and gentlemen. Uh, as Carl just said, type, go ahead, find a link, click it, hit pause, move the timer to the left so you have zero, zero, zero. And uh, we're very grateful. As we mentioned, Uni Radio, you can go ahead and donate. That's all we ask. That's our only ad today to Muni Radio. We're going to Venmo and go give uh, 20 bucks to add Muni Radio. Uh, thank you guys so much for the GoFundMe and the uh, funds and also thank you to the city of San and county of san francisco yes. for helping out artists in the bay area but we have reached our goals for 2020s and we'll be hearing us complain in 2021 so we look forward to that uh doing it so anyway uh we before us we have a show called the edge of insanity which i think is on hiatus carl no uh, really this, yeah but they're gonna best of so check out some best ofs uh and uh it's hosted by Paul Brumbaugh, who is also our countdown king. And here he is in robot form. Please give it up for right, the so Paul Brumbaugh. Let's get Brumbaugh. this started. I am, I am ready. It was a live show. We're very excited to have Paul here as our countdown gentleman. Let's get ready to Brumbaugh. Ladies and gentlemen, uh, let's get ready to Brumbaugh. Okay, so let's get ready to Brumbaugh. And now, what you've all been waiting for, master of the descending numerals. The Countdown King himself. Would you please welcome Mr. Paul Brumbaugh? All right, guys, you know the drill. Put that finger right over that triangle and do it in three, two, one, go. Uh, the good old classic movie 20th Century Fox logo. Nothing possibly could go wrong with this movie. Uh oh. This is a disturbance outside the movie house. There's a car chase on the 20th Century logo. There's a car chase on the 20th Century Fox logo. Aha, uh -huh, cops got it. That was Burt Reynolds' laugh. We'll hear a lot of it. It's nothing like hearing the stars laugh at their own movies. <laughs> but that that's pretty cool. Hal Needham. I love right. Hal Needham. He was Smokey and the Bandit. He was all Burt Reynolds all the time. He was all Burt Reynolds all the time. And you know what? He made a bunch of TV movies, The Smoky and the Band, then without Burt uh, Reynolds. So he knew how to hang on to that property. Yeah, it was a franchise. We have an all-star cast here tonight. Uh, we want to mention that L-W-A-F-L-M-O-Y-T. Uh, if you go over to our Facebook page, Let's Watch Full Life Movie on YouTube, you'll see links. But we did a the second unofficial second sequel of Cannibal Run, a delightful little film called Speed Zone. Remember that, Carl? 1989, and I didn't know that it was unauthorized. Uh, I thought it was part of the franchise. Maybe that's why they didn't say Cannonball Run, right? Right. 
Well, you know, the winner of the previous race in Speed Race, of course, was the winner from Cannibal Run 2. Uh-oh. She cannot drive 55, <laughs> or can she resist tagging shit? Uh, oh, was that Hagar, right? Hagar? Yes, I'm Hagar. So, yeah, there was Cannonball Run 2 in 84 and Speed Zone in 89. And in 2011, there was a video game, The Need for Speed, which has got the same sort of plot. But check this huh. out. Um, they have bought the rights to this film, Paramount, and they're, they're going to do another one. Oh, great. I look yeah. forward to it. Look at this all-star cast, if you, you know. Yeah, Burt Reynolds, of course, won't be in it, but they'll figure it out, right? Did Don right. Well, pass away? Will, will uh, Don DeLuise be in it? Is he gone? Did he pass? Will Bianca Jagger be in it? Yeah, Bobby right. Cohen? Tell me, tell me. Will at least Who's Jimmy the, the Greek Snyder be in it? Oh, Carl, will Mel Tillis be in the remake? Please tell me. How about that guy? You know that guy. He's really funny. His name is... Uh... Okay, let's talk seriously now. Jackie Chan is still alive. Okay. Yes. okay. Um, I think the son of... of uh... Gosh, is Pete F Peter Fonda still alive? Valley Perrine? I don't know if actually this might be a pretty... Terry Bradshaw is still alive. He Terry Bradshaw is still alive. Uh, Alfie Wise. This is a great cast. Yeah, but they're wasted on this film. You know, Burt Reynolds said this was his biggest mistake. This film. He he doesn't like this film. He did it for all the wrong reasons. He couldn't say no to five million dollars. Now, five million dollars in '84 is probably like fifteen million today. So he couldn't say no. Listen, your stuntman who helped you since the 50s says, I'm going to direct you in a film, and here's 15 million uh, 2020 uh, equivalent money. Mm -hmm. People are like, yeah, hell yeah. That's right. Well, you know, I love movies. And, of course, movies is sort of for motion picture movies because it's not like a normal picture. It's in motion. Oh, I see. I got yes, it. A movie. And this is the best movie ever made because all it is is one long car race. <laughs> Everyone's moving. Look, constantly moving. It's the perfect motion picture. Okay, now Dom DeLuise is late to work. Late to work. And why is he late to work? Because his hamster had a panic attack. Now watch, funny joke. He's going to spill his coffee when Burt Reynolds screams. You're late. <laughs> wow, look at Burt. He looks classic. Yeah. Um, they um they kept the shooting to 14 days so it would fit with Bert's schedule. Like Hal Needham just did every, anything he could to make Bert say yes. They shot this movie in two weeks. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So you know this is all practical effects. We're not going to watch a single CGI shot. So people drove like cross country. How did these race movies start? They always end in Santa Monica Pier, right? Yeah, well, uh, that's where we end. Uh, and you've brought that up in other films, too. Like, a movie is cheap if it involves Santa Monica Pier. I actually, uh, I, I hate to say it. I just feel like it's a cheap take to go to Venice Beach and just, you know. Uh, we saw The Honey and the Naughty that was shot there. Uh, Southland Tales was shot there, which is an interesting but failed movie. And uh, a lot of Surf Nazis Must Die, I believe, was, was shot there. The trauma film. And... Oh, uh, trauma, trauma. 
trauma. Yeah, the trauma film. <laughs> Which trauma to watch? The uh, uh, Mixed Nuts with Steve Martin. Romy and Michelle, they lived there, but I like that movie. I had, uh, Anna Carvey, he, one of his films, he lived there. You know, it goes on. Now, Mixed Nuts, I love Steve Martin. Is that? Oh, I got to tell you a plot point. Okay. Just, Don DeLuise just mentioned him, and Burt Reynolds freaks out about it. Like, we don't discuss him. So we'll see what that is later. Oh, Sammy Davis Jr. Sammy Davis Jr. And Jimmy the Greek. Yeah. Did I say his name wrong? This Jimmy guy, Greek, he, yeah, he, was, Jimmy so he was a, like a New York Post columnist. He was a famous bookie who became a celebrity TV bookie during the 70s. Like right. Merv Griffin would bring him on, I guess. And he'll say, oh, yeah, the Rams are a lock. Uh, or, right? Am I, am I barking up the wrong tree? No, you're, that's right. And I think Jimmy the Greek was the one who uh, said that black people are the superior athletes. And he got into a lot of trouble for saying that. That's right. That was after this movie. Yeah, that was after this movie. So right now they're talking about betting on... Okay, now we hear a heroic voice, which is Dom DeLuise saying, nothing can stop us now, and then there's a bunch of cops that stop him. <laughs> Bird is frustrated. Now, uh, here there is him. Smokey. We don't talk about him, and we're about to meet him. Ta-da! Oh. Oh my Captain God. Captain Chaos. This film is not believable at all, Carl. That's right. Take me out to a nice dinner, you go to the movie house, and this is the film we watch. <laughs> this film did great at the box office in 81, great at the box office. Well, I'll tell you the story that my brother and I saw this. My parents dropped us off at a New Jersey uh, movie multiplex. I think it was in Bergen County, mm -hmm. and the place was packed. And when all the contestants came out to the starting line, the people in front of us said, hey, those are the winners. I saw this movie already. <laughs> and Adam said he didn't hear it, but I heard it, and it was the winners, in fact. So the movie was ruined for me. Now, this movie ruins itself because the winners are supposed to be, oh, I'm not even mentioning uh, Dean, Martin. Uh, Jimmy, uh, Dean Martin here. Yeah. Now, we saw a movie with Dean Martin. Oh, uh, Kiss Me Stupid. Kiss Me Stupid. One of the, I love that film, Kiss Me Stupid. It was well done. Uh, it was the wife of... Ray, oh, Ray Walston. Well, Ray Walston was the hero, but he was the third choice, as you recall. They went through three other guys, two other guys <laughs> before they finally settled on him. And you what, know what? Is this story interesting? Who were the two other guys? Was it David Koresh and the Unabomber? Was it uh, Charles <laughs> Ranson? And, they uh, finally yeah. settled on. <laughs> who was this? Who was the co-star in Grumpier Old Men in uh, the Odd Couple? Oh, is Lemon or, or yeah, uh, Jack uh, Lemon. Jack Lemon's wife was the wife in that film. That oh. was a great film. The um, the one who pretended to be the wife was uh, from Jersey. She had her Jersey accent. And Dean Martin was trying to just, you he didn't know. care. He was just ready to. Okay, here's a funny, funny joke in which what's happening is Dom DeLuise and Burt Reynolds are trying to talk about how can they win the cannonball? They've got to have some sort of car that is not a cop magnet. As a matter of fact, it should even be uh, to their advantage, you know, to get around the cops. 
What's happening now is he's going in to buy some beer. He's like, you stop here. I'm going to get some beer. So is this product placement in the movie? Is it Budweiser? Budweiser. It's Budweiser, but I don't think it's product placement. A lot of, like, wasn't Smokey, like, kind of smuggling Coors beer from fucking That Colorado? was product placement. It was Coors, yeah. But it was regional back then. That was the whole myth of Coors is that it was, like, you had to, like, bootleg it out of Colorado. Like, right. Drinking, you know. That's exactly that right. Paul Newman loved it. Okay, now we have Roger Moore, but he's not James Bond. He's, he's more Roger Moore. Yeah. And so this was eighty, and he still made a bunch of Bond movies after er, after this. Yes, yes. So he was including Moonraker. Yeah, oh, the classic Bond goes to outer space. Now this is his name is Seymour Goldfarb Jr., and this is his mother complaining that he's always pretending to be a spy, and. Roger Moore is essentially going to say, you know too much, mother. And he's going to try so to he, shoot him. Does he think he's Roger Moore, the character? No, he, I don't know. He pretends that he's the movie star all the time. That's funny. Put is up the audio because he goes, in my business. Uh, See the gun? Yeah. Under your pillow this morning. What is the meaning of this? The meaning, mother dear, is a quick death. Yeah, see? <laughs> well, wasn't he in Bojo? No, listen, listen. I don't want to hear it anymore. <laughs> All right, You see, in my business, even the deepest family relationships aren't worth it. Savage, Martin. Do, do, do. Boo, boo. Where did I go wrong? Oh, no. He said yeah. it wasn't worth a farthing. And back then, there wasn't yeah. the euro yet. And, and that was a German penny, essentially. Uh, okay, so now Burt Reynolds and Dom DeLuise, and they're the stars of our film, even though it's star-studded. They're again on another crazy vehicle trying to figure out yeah. what's the best way to go across country. Crazy vehicle indeed. They're on a boat. And prior to that, I'm on a boat. And prior to that, they were on a airplane. And mm. prior to that, they were on a car. They're a race car, a race car. So they're racing themselves to the race. No, it's still not time for the race. They're trying to come up with what would be the best vehicle to not be a cabinet cop magnet and even evade the cops <laughs> and they get an idea right now inside the ambulance i wonder what yeah. it is now know, let's he's gonna do his stupid laugh so we should listen i don't want to uh, he, 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 he right how far is it to the hospital oh, you can smoke through traffic like shot through a gun in this thing. So that tells them, hey, they get an idea. We could be an ambulance. Uh-huh. And we could but drive fast. Happens. There we go. Oh, uh, there's left. <laughs> All right. Hey, so look, Burt Reynolds oh, no. is so in love with himself. Jackie he, Chan. You know, he yeah. thinks that... That's so funny, and so does everyone around him, including the director. That laugh you do is great. Oh, you know, I sold tickets that laugh. People just wanted to watch him laugh. <laughs> and, uh, so this is, uh, finally we get to Jackie. 
Yeah, we see, there was a the financing. Uh, there was a Hong Kong uh, company called Golden Harvest Films. Sure. Twentieth Century Fox distributed, but the money was Golden Harvest Films. They agreed to do this if Jackie Chan could be in it. Oh yeah, well he was the main uh, title. He was the main star when they when they uh, showed it theatrically. He was on the poster and everything. Well, this was this is his only his second uh, Hollywood movie. We and did the funny, first one. We did the first one, the big brawl. That you weren't there that night. It was a, a, a special guest. Hatch was here. Ah, Hatch, I love him. The oh, big brawl, it. it's called. Yeah. Yeah, and that it was, was a, a gangster movie with roller skating and him doing like uh, you know martial arts. It was terrific. That was it, it absolutely no sense. It was a big like old timey boxer at the end and he had to fight him like it was uh you know the ones with the mustache curls and they they box circular motion yeah yeah so what we're getting now is funny jokes that like everything's screwing up and the car isn't working and then it's malfunctioning okay now we're going to get jamie farr <laughs> from mash tv's now, mash. right but the thing is this is all before our modern age of of post 9-11 you know so we're gonna uh -huh. get like you you can't believe he's saying i spit in a thousand camel's eyes and all this stuff that's like you i don't think he would do it today oh no well yeah you do and then you'd be like we're politically incorrect <laughs> cancel our culture <laughs> <laughs> by the way that's my voice for any time anyone who does a I just put on Facebook, cancelers should be cancelled. Mind your business. You know, I read that. I'm, a, I'm upset, Carl. I didn't get my big reaction I was hoping for. I was hoping they would all <laughs> pile on me. You're like, nope. I wanted a million likes, and all you got was 500,000. Oh, I thought it was going to be fights, like angry. Like, yeah. Yeah. As, if, as if I was a, uh, a boomer, you know. Uh -huh speak in my mind now she's famous and i don't know who it is i should yeah. know yeah well, well welcome to us jamie farr's character was in all three movies including speed zone and that's the reason yep. why speed zone is connected to these films he won the second race in cannibal run two and then and speed zone when we watched it he yeah. was at the beginning at the party and you're like ah here's previous year's winner he's like yeah that's right I'm dancing like an old-time boxer. Woo! Now this is Bert Bert Convy, and he was like a game show host, and he was in also he was in Semi Tough, which I think was another Burt Reynolds. Another Burt Reynolds movie. The World According to Garp, The Shaggy DA. Oh, I love Shaggy DA. Yeah, and um, but he was also a games. What he is is here is like a multi-million dollar millionaire. Today's world yeah. to be a billionaire, and here he is doing crazy things like parachuting with a motorcycle. And there's like people there, like, ah, oh, hope that motorcycle doesn't hit me in the head. Check out that. It's Richard Branson, ladies and gentlemen. I open up a Virgin Mega Store. <laughs> Wait, Virgin, Vir it's, it's, oh. Vir yeah, Virgin. He's, that's a good, good parallel. That's what they're trying to do here. God, this movie has there. So here is definitely a promo. Hawaiian tropic, tropics is everywhere in this film. Now, this is Lock, Stock, and Barrel. It's like a, a motor-in kind of place, and it's where the real race, the first race ever actually started in New York City, but the other ones started in Connecticut 
at this place, Lock, Stock, and Barrel. And the guy who wrote this Al Needham, was right? his idea. Brock Yates is the guy who wrote it. This whole race was his idea. Uh, damn it. Look, oh, there's the Hawaiian Tropics models. There's now, put up the, the sound because he stutters. Okay, Bradshaw. There he is. Now, this is a very successful football player, Terry Bradshaw. He yeah. is a commentator today, and he's always been the crazy one. And the other he's guy is Mel Tillis, who was a serious uh, country music singer. And when he sings, he does not stutter. Oh, but he does have a stutter? Oh, a oh. crazy stutter. Here's Vera oh. Fawcett. Oh, and she is be literally behind the camera this time. Ooh, ah. it was a turn. Oh, looking good, Carl. Nice hair. Now, she loves trees, and they're making fun of tree-hugger kind of liberal people here. Oh, yeah. Uh, and he's... Um, uh, a lumberjack. <laughs> this guy is somehow he's part of some government organization and he's going to go up there and rave against the car and when he does a car will crash into his little <laughs> Carl, let's always, you're not ruining hey, listen someone already ruined this movie for me all right 35 yeah. years ago right I in the beginning yeah no 38 nine years ago sorry mm. right 29 years ago my man 29 years ago well, you know, The Cabal Run 2 is the last movie that had Frank Sinatra, Dino, and Sammy Davis Jr. in it. Which one? Cannibal 2 had those? Yeah. I have have never seen these except for Speed Zone, which you made me watch. <laughs> well, Hal Needham is like, a, he's a famous stuntman, but he, to my eyes, he's one of the best directors out there. And in the early 80s, he made 10 films, most of them with Burt Reynolds, like The Stroker yeah. Face. Uh, right. Smoking the Bandits. And I think the third one, they even had him. I'm not sure if Needham directed it, but he was a Burt Reynolds stunt double during the 50s. But he wrote a book recently. He passed away, but about maybe 10 years ago, he wrote a book called My Life as a Stuntman. And he explained how in the 50s, what he did as a stuntman. Didn't really touch his directing, I guess, but he was uh. brought up on Carson, like, as a stuntman. And they talked to him, like, that's the director of fucking Stroker A. Show some respect to it. But they had like Johnny Carson, uh, uh, I guess it was archival. It was before the eighties, but he was like, yeah, uh, let's get a stuntman out here. And it was Hal Needham. But his humor is really like just, uh, you know, it's kind of, I don't know, it's dumb. It's funny, but it's dumb. <laughs> One of the things Hal Needham did was put bloopers in the closing credits. 